Hey there. Fancy seeing you here. Small world. What are the odds? We should really catch up sometime. Right now? Well, okay. This is the intro for the Book 5 finale of Tyrant's Grasp. That means that this coming Monday, February 26th, we'll be doing our Book 5 retrospective recap extravaganza live for patrons and posting that same recap the following Friday, March 1st, for everyone to listen. Whether you plan to be there live or not, you can be a part of the fun by submitting questions or comments that can be read live by us during the recap. Submit via email, message us on Facebook or Twitter, post a question in our spoilers page on Discord, call us on the official Inspired Incompetence hotline. If you're not a patron, it's not too late to pledge up and get access. Just go over to our Patreon page and look for early access, which gets you live listening privileges to our recaps, but also live listening to our War for the Crown campaign every month. On that note, just a reminder, did you know you can design your own crit and fumble cards to be featured on the show? That honor is also featured in a Patreon tier, but if monthly donations aren't your thing, you can buy us a coffee to submit a crit or fumble card. Links to these donation pages, as well as some Inspired Incompetence merch and affiliation pages, and even links to our Facebook and Twitter pages and Discord server can all be found at inspiredincompetence.com. We're still working on the hotline. Sorry. Whew. Well, I hope that earful was enough. Time for the main event. Please enjoy the Book 5 Finale, Episode 157, Blasted by the Past. Welcome back to the Inspired Incompetence Podcast, soon to be a hit podcast. How's everybody doing? Uh, our last five years of experience tells us that's not true. Soon, <laughs> baby. Any day now. It's happening. Okay, so we are in Tumbaha Mountain, uh, freshly out of dragons. In portals to the void. Yes, allegedly. And... You guys are here with Mariana and, like, a whole bunch of other people. Like, this place has been a buzz ever since you came back with your reporting that you have cleared out to Baja Mountain. Safe to go back. Uh, last couple days, various botanists have come by and gotten this place ready to plant a brand new Kumaru tree. Mariana's... Uh, pretty sure that in flipping the polarity of your O-balls, uh, she can get the job done and plant a brand new Kamara tree that will work and function exactly like the old one, which will restore a way of life to this entire city and its nation. Like, imagine if every if we just all of a sudden we just lost the internet forever there's no way to turn it back on and it persisted like that for like a hundred years that's what you guys are restoring wow that's pretty cool yeah it'd be pretty game changing yeah so yeah everybody is it's that level of excitement it's that level of 
Dude, they're getting all their porn back. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the porn right. tree is back. You get it. It's it's fu- it's it's fucking huge, baby. So, Mariana has asked you all to plant a kumaru seed uh, in the freshly fertilized soil where the old tree used to be. Now, these seeds, they weren't going to produce anything spectacular on their own if they produced anything at all. But with you doing the planting, you're kind of like like priming these seeds to uh, kind of like recognize you as almost like the way you would imprint on uh, an animal, like a newborn animal would imprint on you if you were the first thing that it saw when it was born. And it's going to make the seeds more receptive to this process. So Mariana has asked you all to lay down in the dirt uh, before the seeds. Uh, and she's just about to start this process. Sweet. Can um can mine be me and Randall? Randolph? Uh, well, Randolph's not there. Yeah, but he's in my heart. He was in the scythe. And the scythe exploded. But you got one last pep talk with him i gotta bring him back (laughs) i mean it's not impossible (laughs) you're gonna bring him back to have his soul like extracted by the kamaro tree no he's not gonna get sucked up into the kamaro well actually that's an interesting question if you revived him i assume he would be in a different body and potentially, so, if- I would say a like a raise dead spell would be ineligible on him because you need the corpse present. And right now, what about the one that Scram did though, where he like reincarnated? Um, that could work. You, what you need, well, what you need is a piece of the person who died. Oh, perfect! He's got all <laughs> of them. Find that. <laughs> <laughs> Cut off a little finger, you'll be fine. Yeah, you don't. You yeah. can lose a pinky toe. Exactly. <laughs> um, what you guys want is a true, true resurrection spell. It's a ninth level spell. You need a diamond worth twenty five thousand gold, but you can revive someone killed by a death effect or someone who has been turned into an undead creature and then destroyed. You can also resurrect elementals or outsiders. And the person doesn't need to be present, or you don't even need a piece of them. Like, you just kind of know who you're bringing back, and you just will that person be brought back, and they just kind of appear fully formed and alive right next to you. Yeah. All right, duly noted. And even though he was an elemental, you can still bring him back with the spell. (laughs) What's the one where you can randomly come back as, like, some sort of random generated... That's reincarnation. Oh, that's yeah. reincarnate. Oh, okay. Like an elf. Yeah, or you orc roll a dice something. to decide what race you come back as. Okay. Uh, so Mariana begins her process. Utrid, you blink, and Tubaha Mountain has disappeared. You're standing in a small room. You recognize from Mariana's house. This isn't right, though. You reach for the door, but when you push on it, there's a lot more resistance than you were expecting. You push harder. And the very heavy door begins to open. The air feels heavy. Even just moving forward feels difficult. And then you realize you're not standing. You're laying down. You're not pushing forward. You're pushing up. This isn't a door. It's a heavy stone lid. And with a scraping thud, you find yourself sitting up in a large coffin. 
fuck. Again, dude? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I did it. Nobody <laughs> thought I could do it five books in a row, but I did it. <laughs> you look around in this forebodingly familiar room, and you see someone standing in front of the doorway. You've never met this person, but you recognize him. Uh, particularly, you recognize the the masterful, exquisite mustache dominating his face. You're looking at Roslar. Ooh. Uh, well, if it isn't Roslar, the man of many lies. He spreads his arms, like, welcomingly, and he says, You've done it, Uhtred. You're well on your way. Just a little bit farther, and you can finally put Tarbafon down, and my legacy will be safe. Do you really think I'm doing this for your legacy? Which, if you're so worried about, your legacy is always is already safe. Hardly anyone knows what your real legacy is. Indeed. Through time... It has almost surfaced several times, but as the one who did what was needed, I think it would be hardly fair if my name was remembered with such disdain. You know, Utrid. You know better than most. We do what we must. Yes, we do what we must because there is no other, but... That does not mean you get to rewrite you being a good man. History will remember the name Uhtred Bebenbur how they see fit, not because I put a mask over it. I was blinded by my devotion, Uhtred. Anyone who could turn into that was obviously never a worthy herald of Aridin. She held me under her thumb, Uhtred, where I knew not her machinations in it. It nearly cost me my reputation, but you, well, you are the better man. I rest easy knowing that you will sacrifice everything, and this world and my name will remain safe. Why now? Why this form? Why this conversation? Yes, all, all of this. It was not up to me. I seem to have been... Pulled from the great beyond itself. I'm not really sure where we are. What would be an appropriate skill for Uhtred to roll now for the fifth time being in this situation? Spellcraft, knowledge arcana... For what? Just to kind of, like... He knows he's been in a mindscape before, but he's also been to, like, the Boneyard, so, like... You want to try to figure out what is... Yeah, like, is this a spell? Is this just, like, a uh, uh, an out-of-body experience for Uhtred? Could this be the effects of the polarity switching? You can give me a knowledge arcana check. 39. I'll get back to you. Valbar, you find yourself in a large Gebite courtroom. One you've never been been in, but you recognize it to be the High Court of Erasmi. Uh, in here, kind of grouped around a high-backed throne, are four daughters of Ergothoa, who you happen to know to be Erasmi's personal handmaidens. 
Uhtred and Arginus might recognize them as the ones that you fought upon first entering Gallowspire. You know them to be Akasanti, Dege, Natinka, and Shara. They look like they were kind of in a quiet conversation. Not really like an intense one. They weren't like furiously gossiping or something. But as soon as you kind of get your senses and realize where you are and who you're looking at, they stop and turn and look at you. Oh, hello there. Who might you be? Why, I am Valbar Fiddlestitch. Where... I don't believe I've been in this room before. Not, Not to, to our knowledge, knowledge, no. That name doesn't hold any meaning for us. We, we confess, confess confusion. confusion. We, we were destroyed. destroyed. We, we remember it vividly by, by four, four rude, rude adventurers, adventurers and a talking elk. elk. Why, Why do we do now see? Why do we now think? think? Have, Have you, you been destroyed? Not as of yet, I don't think. I'm not entirely familiar with the process I believe I'm currently undergoing. Oh, and, and what process, process would this be, Valbar Fiddlestitch? I think I'm a participant in a rebirth of the Kumaru tree. It is one step towards my goal of eliminating the Whispering Tyrant for what he has done to our queen. When you name drop the Kumaru tree, uh, they seem like they know exactly what you're talking about. Did 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 she she send send you? you? Not as such. I am on a path of vengeance on her behalf. Then she She was was in harm's way way after after all. At some point she was. She faced Tarbath on alone and did not make it out, it seems. They all share a look. They don't seem upset, but they're definitely uh they're definitely unhappy to hear this. Erasni was Geb's lovely wife for nearly 800 years. And during that time, we were the closest thing she had to friends. We know that she would be happy to be free, although we cannot begin to fathom what even Tarbathan might have done to her. If she is truly gone. He unleashed the same thing that destroyed Vigil, and, from what I understand, Gallowspire itself. It was only through such devastating force that our queen was truly defeated. So it's true. We've heard rumors that the Whispering Tyrant attained an incredible... Powerful powerful weapon. weapon. Well, whatever Whatever this this is that has brought us to you, the the Kumaru Kumaru tree tree is indeed a a powerful powerful source of magic. magic. We We do do hope that you are not taking for granted granted such a monumental monumental moment. moment. So long as it furthers my goal, 
I take nothing for granted. Thelias. Yeah? You come to, in a jail cell. Randolph would remember it as the one he awoke inside of in the boneyard. Perhaps Thelias might know this through some convergence. But at the very least, you might find a strange, haunting familiarity with this place. You look around, and you realize you're not alone. You see a translucent elk. Oh. Hello, Thelias. Elksy, how are you, friend? I'm dead. dead. Well, me too. Well, I'm sorry. I thought we had worked things out, but then you left me. Left you? I didn't leave you. You knew what my fate would be. But you left me in Gallowspire anyway. What? Thelias struggles to remember what the hell actually happened. There's just Elk. trauma on top of trauma. <laughs> Elksy died in Gallowspire. Yeah, no, I remember the, that. The Caks. Yeah. Um, and you all knew that anything that dies within Gallowspire arises as an undead within 24 hours. Yeah, that was unfortunate. That's what she's talking about? Yeah. <sighs> okay, yeah. What do you have to say for yourself? I have made a lot of mistakes, Elksy. My whole life is one mistake after another. And I've tried to be better, but I'm not sure I'll ever live up to everyone's expectations of me. You're just one entity in a long line of people who I've let down. I don't know about that, Thelias. Your father was right about you. Sito was right about you. Seems like you're living up to their expectations just fine. Well, I get kind of sad thinking about all the shit we've gone through. And I just, uh, I want to, how, how do I phrase this? I just say, uh, Randolph. I let him down the most. And now I have his body, and he's not with me. And I let you down, and you're not with me. And I'm trying to save the world, but despite everyone who is with me, I feel very alone. But I don't get the lies. Just, why are you really here? I don't mean in this jail cell. Why are you really doing this? You don't have to. I've been at it for so long, I don't know what else to do. Well, maybe you should figure it out. Because you're playing a hero with no compass. And you keep getting do-overs. It's not fair. One of these times, I am going to get it right. And that's why I'm here. I've been at it for too long. I've tried too hard. We've come too far. I can't just give up. I can't can't just let it go. I have to do something right. And I have been given chances over and over. And if not for anything else, it's the tenacity that moves me forward. Harginus, you're in a large room with tall, arching walls with ivy relief carvings. The room is very crowded, and you see dozens of people shouldering past each other as they move up and down two long banquet tables, absolutely covered with delicious food of all kinds. You realize you're actually standing on one of the tables, looking down at everyone, though no one seems to notice you, except one person. A tall, beautiful woman with pale skin tinted an icy blue turns her head and sees you. She grins hungrily. You recognize Lianthari, but she looks 
very different from how you remember. Over ten feet tall, eyes glowing a cold orange, a crown of horns, and one of her arms ends in a wicked scythe blade. You've never seen her like this, though this form does seem familiar to you. Leanthari appears to be a particularly cunning specimen, but you otherwise recognize her to be a daughter of Ergothoa. Through all of your time knowing her, she only ever appeared to be human. So, the rumors are true. You're alive. Or are you? What is this? She kind of gestures to you. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, possibly a, <laughs> a, a bring back of uh, old memories that I wish to be washed away of. But maybe I need to repeat some. Leanthari, I haven't seen you in quite some time. <laughs> what brings us together? That's precisely what I'd like to know, our genus. Have you come back to me? Can I count on your skills once more? Oh, oh, oh you got me once. And uh, uh, if it wasn't for the fact that I don't know where we are or what the rules are here, I, uh, I would kill you right now. <laughs> uh, well, why don't you give it a try? It's worth a shot. No, no, it's not. Uh, once again, you don't ever engage when you don't know the rules of a place. Well, Arginus, I, unless you have something you wish to tell me, I would love to hear what you've been up to. Oh, right now, I'm sure you probably have knowledge of, or at the very least, heard whispers of our ongoing spree of ruining your king's plan? Yes, rumors. I mentioned them. Uh, I, I wouldn't go that far, Arginus. Um, I've, I've heard that you've popped up from time to time. I've been a, a spectator of sorts, but I'm not sure if I would equate it to uh, foiling plans of any kind. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, if that wasn't the case, uh, I believe your boss wouldn't know our names now, would he? <laughs> oh, we're we're very much on his map, and uh, <laughs> you can't convince me otherwise. Well, if you say so, Arginus. It never was easy to explain things to you, so I guess I'll take your word for it. No, no, you just manipulate me through uh, magical means and torture me until uh, I do your bidding for you. Your dirty bidding. By the way, <laughs> how many souls did it cost you to get uh, that upgrade? Arginus, you said it yourself. I manipulate you. What you see before you is what I've always been. <laughs> A monster. That's right. Uh, I do remember that. She kind of holds out her scythe arm and kind of like inspects it like appreciatively, uh, appraisingly. She says, well, to some, yes, but to me, sleek, deadly, beautiful, all of these things. If you call me a monster, well, I've heard it before. I want to guess how much it bothers me. Probably not at all. Uh, probably about the same amount that you can convince me that we aren't a threat to your little master. That's right. You might be the monster, but I know. <laughs> You're no queen at all. You 
you're just a little dirty bird who does all his bidding for him. Probably convinced the same way that I was. I do the bidding of Urgothoa. And occasionally, that lines up with Tarbafan, yes. But you are oh so right to not equate me to a queen of that man. I would never aim for that position. <laughs> but I'm glad to see you again, Arginus. Really, I, I did rather miss you. I hope this means that I'll be seeing you in the flesh soon. As you say, you've been such a thorn in our side. I look forward to plucking you. <laughs> oh, glad to see that you can admit it. Okay. Let's cut back to Uhtred. And what was the result of your knowledge arcana check? 39. If you're actually talking to Roslar, this kind of low-key defies any magic you've ever heard of. Because Roslar died almost a thousand years ago. Any mortal soul would have gone through its entire process in the great beyond and just been a they're they're called petitioners which is a mortal soul that's kind of already gone through the boneyard been judged and sent to a plane that is appropriate as its afterlife thereafter it's not really the same person anymore sometimes petitioners can have like snippets of like very 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 significant moments of their life but they usually don't mean anything to that petitioner and they they never look like just the person that they were in life so you're pretty sure that there's no like spell casting as a direct result of this conversation or as as a direct uh trigger for this conversation You're more or less at a loss and can probably just be like, this is probably some crazy spiritual resonant shit from the Kumaru tree. But like beyond that, there's really like, I I have no idea what this could be. But I'm confident that it's not the result of a spell being cast. Now, one possibility could be that somebody cast a, some sort of illusion spell on you. And you only think all of this is happening, but save that. Like, this is definitely not... Nobody cast a spell to make Uhtred talk to Roslar. Okay. I thought you understood, Uhtred. We do whatever it takes to keep everyone safe, even if we must sacrifice some few. Don't you dare besmirch my actions when you are no different. How many innocent people... Did you kill in that research facility? How many families are now broken, Uhtred? You are becoming more like me every day. Maybe. But those people in that research lab were far from innocent. And say what you will, I've never forced somebody against their will to walk alongside me. I would ask you to list their crimes, Uhtred, but I think we both know that they had none. I, I think the dead and broken families in Gully's Pond at the Clash of Saints during our picnic, they may feel differently, but I digress. Ah, yes. And that gives you license to become executioner. 
Now that was pretty much granted to me by a high council member of Yoli's Pond. Listen to you, Uhtred. The excuses you're spinning for yourself. You really are no different from me. Well, is that your, your whole point? Even if I am no different than you, doesn't change anything. Like you, not like you. All roads lead to the same destination for me. My point, Uhtred, is that I am proud of you, and I want you to keep that prize in sight. And like me, not let anything stand in the way of what is your goal. Because you and I both know that nothing is more important than seeing the fall of the Whispering Tyrant. Okay, thanks for the pep talk, Dad. What's your point? I didn't come here to make a point, Uhtred. You brought me here. You've been drawn to me from the start. I wouldn't say I was drawn to you. I think I was just more drawn to the mere events that you set in motion. When you awoke in the boneyard, Uhtred, did you not awaken in this very room, the resting place of my red shrikes? That I did. There is a spiritual resonance, Uhtred. No. I don't know why it's there, but I know that it is. You know how many times in just the last few months I've heard there's some sort of fate, destiny, couldn't fathom the greater picture or plans, and yada, yada, yada. Yours is no different. Call it whatever you want. But there are events that happened, and there are events that didn't. Well, Uhtred, I can't make you agree with me. All that matters to me is that you defeat the Whispering Tyrant, and in doing so, keep the name Roslar sacred. It gives people strength, as will yours. I never have, nor will I have any intentions of ever shedding the truth on the name Roslar. Good boy. Don't, don't you patronize me. I'm not your boy. You are merely somebody who wants a goal that I separately want. Maybe I should rethink shedding that light on your name. I can't stop you, Trent. Lucky for you, I don't think we're going to actually be able to stop the Whispering Tyrant. Don't think that way, Uhtred. No, I think that way because I don't think our mission is to stop him. I think our mission is to give the people of Galarian a fighting chance. As was mine, as I said. You are the better one, better of me. I charged north from Lake and Carthen, believing that it would be me who would rid Galarian of the Whispering Tyrant. I was wrong, but my sacrifice paved the way for Iamade and the rest of the Shining Crusade. You are wise to see your path as merely another stepping stone, but however you get there, Uhtred. You take my memory and my th- my legend and my blessing with you. We're going to cut to Valbar. If, if you're, you're here, here Valbar, Valbar Fiddlestitch, Fiddlestitch, 
and we're here. And Erasne is not here. And you know what she must do. As you said, you have vengeance to enact. We are unable to acquiesce. But whatever it is you're doing with the Kumaru tree, we expect it will be a great boon for you in your journey on exacting that vengeance. That is the expectation. I have already died once in service to my queen. To die again, to finish her mission, is all I could ever ask. Good boy. And when you see Tarbathan, I hope you will deliver a message for us. Tell him that his very efforts brought him here. And our lady is freer than she has ever been. I take your words, daughters of Ergothoa, but I shall let my whip do the talking for me against Tarbaphon. They bow their heads at you, and we're going to transition to Thalias. Uh, let the beatdowns continue. <laughs> <laughs> as unfair as this is, you need to promise me something. Thalias. What is it, Elsie? You've already died three times. And if you have to die 30 more times, you're going to get this right. I meekly nod along and say, uh, the job isn't done until it's done. If everyone sticks together, eventually, one of us, somehow, some way, in the end, will be triumphant. And if that takes me dying... And my spirit living on and in some way making a difference. My life is always on the line for the cause. Well, as long as you understand the responsibility that you have. I do. And I'm not just doing it for me. I'm doing it for all of us. You too, Elksy. She gives you a look like she's not, she's not like, well, good. She acknowledges that you including her in that pledge was like the right thing to do but there's still this overlying layer of you're gonna do the right thing because you owe it to me yeah yep nope i i get that i'm surprised randolph's not here piling it on that's the only guy we're missing (laughs) all right let's go back to our genus so, our genus, I suppose I only have one question for you. Oh, and what's that? When I cut you in half, would you like it to be lengthwise or hip to hip? Oh, <laughs> I always say go for the throat if you can. I'll be aiming for yours, by the way. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you will be. Oh, and I hope you bring some help. It would be very disappointing if all I got were you, and not the entire collection. The Phrasma 4. <laughs> Might I ask, before uh, before you fade away, uh, can I ask you something? What's going to happen when Tarbefon wins? Do you really think... That he'd share his place with Ergothoa. He already believes himself above a god. 
<laughs> you are just asking for a greater war after this. You might as well just make it as painless as possible because he's going to torture you until you succumb to his wants and needs just as Erasne did. <laughs> it's going to be so pleasurable watching you from that distance suffering. Good luck. <laughs> You're going to need it. You think that something that you said like, actually did get under her skin? And she gives you a long, cold look. Lengthwise it is. And everything vanishes. Arginus, Valbar, Uhtred, Thalias. And the four of you are together again, floating in place. You look down and you can see your own bodies. And you can see Marina laboring away at your obols with her spell. You're certain that no one else can see you, floating a foot above your own bodies. You hang in place for a moment, and then you see Mariana leaning back with a deep, centering breath. You can all understand her as she speaks in Razadlani. No going back. Brace yourselves, my brave boys. And her work crosses an unseen threshold within your bodies, and you all feel the world around you shatter. It feels like you're exploding, but not in the normal way. It feels like the air opens and allows you to expand into an ever-growing space. You can still see the interior of Tumbaha Mountain, but you can also see the exterior. You can see the botanists milling about inside the pyramid and out, and you can see the threads trailing behind them. Threads that lead away, back through time, connecting them to other threads that lead to other people, other places, other words, thoughts, and feelings. The threads seem to weave infinitely around other threads and other things, yet you can see them all, and the more you look, the more threads there are to see. Everything before you blossoms forth into a four-dimensional tapestry of interconnectivity, linking the twitch of a mouse's tail to the final erosion of the Gisette Stone of Tumbaha Mountain a million years from now. You realize you're gazing upon the very fabric of time and space. Much of it forms naturally, but you can see pockets of fabric that swim against the current defying the pattern that leads into it. Fate is real. You can see it with your own eyes. After a moment of experiencing this literal omnipotence, it starts to break back down. The fabric begins to unweave, and no matter how hard you focus, you can no longer keep track of every single thread. Fewer and fewer can be held in your gaze. Your concentration manages to cling to a single pocket of fate before it can slip away and you seem to fall into it. Voices swim around you, recalling your laborious journey to this moment. You hear Aluna. They're calling you the Keeper of the Light. Kishikish. Your past is not a happy one. Ralphus Gandry. Figure out what's important to you. And once you do, come back to Vigil. 
come back here and protect the people again. Aluna again. One more parry. You're a soldier from Ulthun's army. You saved my husband, Dondri. Thanks to you, he was able to make it back to me. Thank you. And Watcher Lord Ulthun. I still don't know where to place my judgment in you all. You have my gratitude that can never be repaid for the deeds done in Vigil. For now, that is the only compass I have. One more swing! Gildaeus beneath Vigil. The anomalies have arrived. I wonder what makes them tick. You bear shards of the Kumaru. And Leanthari, this is not a mistake. Tis destiny. One more spell! Your souls would be destroyed completely and irrevocably. I want you to remember that you asked for this. You would have to sacrifice everything. We can't give up to our last breath. Oblivion. That is what your return to the land of the living represents. And with a final jolt, you lose your grip entirely on this strand of fate and destiny, and your eyes snap open. After witnessing infinity, you find yourselves back in this three-dimensional space, feeling tiny indeed. You're laying on the floor of Tumbaha Mountain, and Marina looks at you all with apprehension. Well, how do you feel? All right, so, new O-Balls, who dis? <laughs> <sighs> wow. what that O-Ball do? <laughs> I'm going to tell you how you feel. Uh, your O-Balls have had their frequencies flipped. They no longer absorb negative energy. They now amplify positive energy. Unfortunately, this means that you've lost your spell resistance versus necromancy spells. And you've also lost your negative energy resistance. That shit felt pretty helpful so far. Yeah. <laughs> Did we gain something good? Because uh, that's a big one. Nope. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it just sucks now. <laughs> your melee weapons and natural attacks are still treated as magic, cold iron, and silver versus DR when striking undead. That was the case before. You kept that. In addition, you now treat all positive energy sources of healing as maximized. Oh, oh shit. shit. Really? Yeah. Lay on hands, channel energy, cure blank wounds. You treat every die rolled as if it was the maximum amount. Oh, that is nuts. Well, Hierophant just got stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For so real. cure light wounds is always going to be 13 healing now. Now that doesn't affect that doesn't affect uh, healing hands because that's just a static amount. There's no dice being rolled. Yep. It also doesn't affect spells like heal that are just a static amount per caster level. But yeah, anytime you're rolling dice, and that includes for potions, wands, literally any source of magical healing. If there's a die being rolled, maximized. Now wow. does that does that include uh, damage for like undead uh, against? your like heal no okay that's healing that you receive magical healing that you receive is maximized finally you may each choose 
One of the following benefits. You can treat your caster level as two higher on caster level checks versus the spell resistance of undead. You can receive one point of natural healing every 10 minutes, which breaks down to 144 points of healing a day, or 48 points of healing for an 8-hour rest. You can have bleed damage halved and gain a plus 2 bonus on saves versus poison and disease. Uh, or the final choice, in addition to magic, cold iron, and silver, you can choose one of the following to treat your melee weapons and natural attacks as versus the DR of undead. Bludgeoning, piercing, slashing, or good. We can make those decisions between uh, sessions, you don't need to decide right now. But the answer to Marion's question is probably pretty fucking great. But I'll let you answer. Uh, yeah, so Valbar like pops up like Undertaker style, just bends up at the waist, uh, lays his stare on Morena, and goes, That feels unexpectedly pleasant. She she's like got her like hands clasped together. Uh, like like you're trying her like brownies for the first time. She can't wait to hear if you like them or not. And uh, she says, Oh, thank goodness. I'm so glad that I didn't uh, mangle you or anything. Uh, you see Arginus rise up. I am a living god! <laughs> like, I just feel the power <laughs> just crackle through my fingertail. <laughs> Sounds about right. Oh, no. Who wants food? I can make food for days! Well, uh, I could... I'm definitely a bit peckish, but uh, maybe once we clear out of of, th- of this room uh, we need to do some uh, final uh, f- finishing touches on the uh, Kumaru. What does the tree look like? There's no tree but where you planted your seeds there are now a small cluster of sprouts. Just looking at them you can feel a warm hum in your chests. You are certain that it worked. The seedlings are still too fragile to survive further accelerated growth beyond what they just went through, but you know that as long as the botanists tend to them properly, they will grow into a new, full Kumaru tree. Pets on back us. <laughs> so Mariana, uh, like, Uhtred looks around as as Nick asked, like, how's, where's the tree? Uh, and Mariana follows Uhtred's gaze, and she walks over to the sprouts, and like she is caressing a newborn swaddled baby. She kind of runs her fingers across these sprouts. And her fingers are like shaking. We did it. She turns to you all and like tears are running down her face. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. This, this chamber was not empty save for you guys there is also several teams of botanists who are looking on uh, in apprehension and as you guys are kind of uh, sizing yourselves up checking out the kumaru sprouts the like the the cautious the cautious anticipation that they were all feeling kind of slowly swells like did we actually do it did like, i see the sprouts right there did we do it i think we did it and it's just all of a sudden this entire chamber is just ringing with celebrations hooting everybody's in 
full party mode. It's fucking, it's NASA. We landed on the moon, like clipboards flying up into the air <laughs> and like just fucking party streamers falling from the ceiling. Everybody is ready to celebrate. While all this is happening, Elias is still sort of just on the ground sitting, you know, watching everyone be so excited. And, you know, he, he looks longingly at his friends and still thinking about what we've all been through. And this is a victory now, but there's so much more to do. Like, it's, it's you know, I crack like a half smile seeing everyone, you know, be so happy. But wow. Yeah, this is this is not the end. Yeah, like this is a momentous occasion. Like by any objective measure, this is a mo- momentous occasion. But for us specifically, we know that like this is this was just like a Bomb detour. Armed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, before we even like go farther into it, every single one of you guys take a hero point. Great Sweet. RP all around. But yeah, unless anybody had anything they wanted to do or say right right here in this moment, it is it's it's fucking Yoli's Pawn party time. Uh, <laughs> you guys are brought back to the city, and it is just like the blossom blossom uh, festival. That is chump change compared to what's going on now. Like everybody's like they're they're just they're getting out their finest wine their loudest instruments their biggest cauldrons of heroes feast and it's like the rowdiest moments of the blossom festival it is just that in perpetuity and i mean yeah you guys can you guys are welcome to stay and party and revel for literally as long as you want well, considering you told us that our ovals now maximize all positive stuff, basically, I feel like Uchard's probably going to want to stay and enjoy this, because the shit's all coming at him, all maxed out, like, such good feelings to the maximum. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess my question is, I mean, we can do this between sessions as well, um... But enough time has now passed where the Yoli's Pond Market is back up. Uh, you guys can do some shopping. You guys can, you know, just do do whatever preparations you want to do uh, before you. Uh, we didn't before get you leave this place from Tambaha well, Mountain. So we found that whole horde of dragon horses. Yeah, yeah. What did that come out to? Like three grand for a siege. That was in pure cash. There was a lot more uh, stuff that we haven't liquefied yet. Okay. I'll go I'll go through that between sessions. Yeah. yeah, I'll yeah. Tally it up. Yeah. I, I think Uchu would be like fuck it, man. After everything we've been through, at least something good came out of it. Yeah. Honestly, Valbar will spend most of this party like almost sulking in the corner, just waiting for it to be over with so that we can continue on with our mission. That's funny that you guys are like on the opposite ends of the spectrum because Thelias is like 50-50. <laughs> totally stoked and also like totally serious, totally refocused, totally, you know, it's like a reality check, just bang. Yeah. Uh, but like, he's like right down the middle. That's, yeah. Wow. 
How about our genus? What's our genus doing? Yo, our genus is pumped right now. He's like, fuck, finally, like, uh, I'm able to face down my, like, past, like, shit. And, like, even if our genus loses, he know he, like, he knows he got to her. Like, he knows that there's going to be far bigger consequences, even if they win. Like, it's the end of the story. And I should also note, uh, just kind of uh, getting back to the uh, the partying that's that's going on, which I I take it from that Tom uh, Arginus is like part of the celebrations. Oh shit! Yeah, like he's all out. Like if he's blowing lightning bolts and other shit, like he he good. <laughs> uh, pointing them away from crowds, I hope. <laughs> pointing them at the yes. docks. <laughs> you know you know what our genus is probably doing like mid celebration mid lightning ball he's just like oh fuck i forgot my job right <laughs> <laughs> i forgot my job and you, you you look over and and vorsente is right there and he's <laughs> says hey our genus you can take the rest of the day off how about that you, you, lightning immediately. Just oh no! Fireballs everywhere. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I guess my question is, how long are you guys staying for? Uh, are you staying? Are you just like staying for like a good solid day of partying? Are you staying for a couple days? Are you staying for a week? Are you staying for a m- like they? Nobody's making you go. What time of day is it? Um, when the party started, it was like mid morning. So I would say I think Uhtred would be feeling like let's party today, party a little bit tonight, spend the night, maybe liquidate some stuff tomorrow, like get ready, start like planning our move to um, head wherever Evni was. I forget where she said she was. Yes, she told you uh, that she was in Volumus. It's one of the larger cities in Lastwall. It was a, it's a port port city on the coast of Lake Incarthen. So, like, the far eastern side of the country. Like, the opposite side of the country that you guys have spent the entire, uh, the first three books in. So, I think Uchu would kind of be thinking, like, today party day, tomorrow supply day, day after... Head out day. Yeah, that's what uh, Thalias is thinking. Like, try at least try to enjoy this first, you know, big celebration of a job well done. But then, like, you know, start preparations and then really you know, get get the ball, get focused, and get moving on our next task. It's like a two or three day thing. Like this, this feels like to Utrid the first real sign of hope that like the the whispering tyrant could actually lose yeah it does it does feel that way huh like i i I think utrud thinks like okay our job is to just destroy the crystal so like the rest of the world can even have a chance and the reality is that like the inner seas already taken a huge blow so giving the kumaru tree back to like zapatl like they could end up being the ones making that final stand against him. Yeah, it's, maybe it's yeah. big. So like this, this feels important to Utrid. Like 
he, he would want to really enjoy this and bring it in. Plus, like, having the polarity switched just forgot you could feel, like, this good, right? Yeah, having, like, for as helpful as they were for you, having the O-Balls absorb negative energy probably kind of felt like when they're, like, wearing the Horcrux around their neck in uh, Harry Potter. Like, it's just this negative energy sink sitting in your chest. It's keeping you alive, but it probably is just, like, bad vibes all the time, as opposed to now it's amplifying positive energy. And there's just, like, just kind of how there's, like, static radiation in the air all the time in real life. That's kind of what positive energy is. So, like, your O-Balls would be, like, kind of... Like, not having, like, any big reaction to that, but that's that's kind of what that, like, one hit point per ten minutes is supposed to represent. Your your, your O-Balls would definitely feel like... Inst- like, you, you had these, like, little little shards of pessimism before, now you have these little shards of optimism. It has felt like that. All right, well, I guess you, you, you finish... You finish the current day partying, you do some liquidation, resupplying, shopping the next day, and once you're all done with that, I guess Marina comes and finds you uh, at some point. She says, I get the feeling that you will be departing soon. Your feeling is correct. Well... I just want you to know that you have given this old woman many wonderful memories. I will never forget you. It was an honor having you as my house guests. And there will always be a open chair at my dinner table for you. As long as, and she points to our genus, as long as you teleport to my front door and not into the chair itself. <laughs> oh, I'll, uh, I'll always teleport uh, in your uh, kitchen, but uh, know that it's out of respect. What? <laughs> I spit in your face, but know it's out of respect. <laughs> she, she kind of she takes like a deep breath and you can it's it's clear that she's just like, ugh, but she's doing it in like the most endearing way. She's just like, that's that's my special boy. <laughs> uh, and she's just she's so fucking proud of you guys. And uh, she she holds she holds her uh, her hands out, and she's got these uh, little uh, little boxes of Tupperware, and she says, I. I packed you all uh, a little something to hold you over after you uh, teleport back to where you're needed. You can have one one last taste of, of Yoli's Pond after you're gone. And then she uh, just kind of unprompted. She just grabs each of you one at a time and gives you all a big hug. I hug her for like much longer than you would think that I'm going to. You know, it's just yeah. like... Just a lot of feelings, and like we've <laughs> been through a lot. And she, she helped us, you know, as much as we helped her. So I just, you know, hold her tight and 
just don't want to let go. She lets you hug her as long as you want to. Valbar makes a point of not hugging her back. <laughs> he just kind of like he accepts the he hug. He just kind of like he just kind of like stands there, his head slightly cocked to the side, so his antler his the antlers on his mask aren't like poking her. Okay, she's okay with that. She respects your 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 boundaries, even as she hugs you. <laughs> Our genius immediately hugs her. Imagine like instead of waiting his turn, he like just. He, he just piggybacks on top of, like, whoever is currently <laughs> getting hugged. <laughs> I imagine RG just grabs her and teleports her into the kitchen. I was going to say. I was, I was going to say. And then immediately gets I, redirected to the front door. And... I was going to teleport us to... fucking asshole. So she... Uh... Teleport us to Rogyar's house. <laughs> Miranda, meet Rogia. <laughs> he needs a hug too. <laughs> love it. I love. I love it when when we've got these cool moments and they just get a, a big old thumbtack uh, <laughs> pressed right into them. Yep. So, uh, yeah, she she gives you all big hugs. Uh, I imagine Arginus was part of each one, and uh, yep. Thalias Thalias gives her the longest hug of all. And, uh, yeah, whenever you guys are ready to. Uh, Lorena, before we leave, may I make one last request of you? Anything, Uhtred. Well, having brought back the Kumaro tree truly is a great thing that came about all of this. But I ask of you that you remember the conditions for this to be a possibility came at many, many lives lost in the inner sea. And if we are successful, that may still mean there is a time when the Whispering Tyrant arrives on your shores. There may be a time, too, when the inner sea desperately needs aid from a friend afar. I just ask that you remember what those lives gave to you and the people of Zabato. She looks at you quite seriously. And she nods. She says, Oh, there is no need for such a reminder, Uhtred. I am well, uh, well aware of the cost that went into this Kumaru tree. I know what you all have been through and what it is you must still do. The Whispering Tyrant will be sorry the day he steps foot, Zopatl. We are certainly in no condition to provide any aid right now. But that will not be the case for long. We will certainly offer any aid that comes knocking to help defeat the Whispering Tyrant. Thank you. I can't ask for more than that. Except maybe for an extra dip of salsa. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll be right back. Beautiful. All right, Uchard gets his salsa. You are the best. And with that... I imagine our genus, uh, using greater teleport, brings everybody back to Last Wall, to the city of Volumus. Everybody levels up. Oh, End yeah. of book five. Oh, yeah. And we'll see you next week. Woo! Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Yeah. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.